Hey there, my friend, it's Trisha Carr. Real quick before we head into this episode, I just want to make sure that you know about Modern Mystic Life, a subscription service for spiritual mentoring and education. The monthly subscription is only $11.11 per month. We have regular support and inspiration delivered with the utmost ease right into your text messenger two to four times per week. You can use your mobile device or your desktop messenger to access the lessons and meditations, a monthly MP3 download of a produced meditation, at least once per month live meditation led by me. There is no account login and we have a monthly live class workshop. These are usually $35 for non-subscribers, so it is quite a deal. And the community is amazing. This is a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and also a way for us to be able to work more closely together. So do check out how you can subscribe in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. This episode is so great that it had to be two episodes. I have on an amazing guest. Her name is Christy Inge. I'll spell that I-N-G-E. Of course, you can find Christy's information in the show notes. She is a human design uh, genius. She is so such a prolific writer. Her Gates um, Codex, I guess you would say, like all of everything she's written on the Gates in human design is, it's basically, it's all on her website and I basically use it as a textbook. It is amazing. Her newsletters are incredible. Her human design map that she has on her website that she sells that gives you everything you need to know about your chart that you can continually reference. It's amazing. So yes, super excited to talk to Christy. And so we did talk quite a lot. Two episodes, this will be part one. So Christy Inge, 5-2 splenic projector. Splenic means that her authority is her spleen. She's a master energy healer and human design coach. She makes human design and deconditioning simple and practical with empowering language and tools. Christy will show you how to heal the blocks to living in alignment with the highest potential of your human design. We talk about being a five line a lot because Christy is a five two profile and I'm a five one profile. Five one is actually quite common. So if you want to check your, make sure if you don't already know off the top of your head what your profile is, or perhaps someone else that's close to you, like your partner or your kids or your mom or, or your best friend, you might know someone with that five line, whether it's five one, three five, or five two, like Christy, you know, it, or two five. That's another one too. And um, so, if you if you want to keep that in mind, that's one of the best things that I think uh, best ways to kind of really understand, really even embody human design and all of the nuances of it is to have in mind your own, what, whatever your details are as you are consuming some conversation or information or a book. But even if you don't have that, as Christy tells us, 
you have all of the potential of the chart of the chart all of the potential of everything in your chart so you actually do have five lines on other parts of your chart and then you just have the potential so you would definitely relate anyway even if it isn't your main profile but then if you have someone in mind let's say it's it is your partner and then you're like oh my gosh that's so what's going on with that person then you know you'll be able to really kind of feel that um, energy around those details we're talking about. We talk about a lot of other things. I'm super excited. This is part one. So welcome to this conversation with Christy Inge, and I will chat with you on the other side. Christy, I am beyond excited to have you on the podcast. I am excited to be able to nerd out and get into, oh my gosh, like life is what <laughs> this is all everything. about. It is the everything. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very excited for the audience to be able to, if they haven't yet, learn about the the brilliance of you and your work and how prolific it is, how much service you are delivering. And I definitely want people to work with you. So welcome. And can you please get everyone into either your journey or the work you're doing or all of it. Let everyone know the amazing bits and pieces of you. <laughs> awesome. So I'm Christy Enge and I'm a master energy healer and a human design coach. And I am enamored with the human design system. I think that it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful blueprint, map, um, whatever you want to call it, into healing and it's literally spelling out um, where our healing work is. And so that's what got me into human design. And since then, I've just been completely fascinated with the system. And I'm a projector. I'm not sure how familiar is your audience with human design? Just go for it, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, so I am a 5'2 splenic projector, mm -hmm. born in the left angle cross of the Clarion two. For anyone familiar with the system, I'm literally on the exact opposite side of Ra Aruhu, the founder of the system. I'm literally the exact opposite of Ra as far as incarnation cross. So he was a 5-1 right angle cross of the Clarion. No, I'm sorry. Left angle cross of the Clarion 1, and I'm a 2, so which means we're mm -hmm. directly opposing each other, which is interesting. <laughs> um, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, so I'm a projector, and... I was actually invited into the system. I came kicking and screaming. It was never my intention to do anything with human design. Um, and now I, I, I'm just completely, there are so many endless rabbit holes and so many places to explore and things to learn. And also with my 5-2 profile, I tend to see the system differently than most people. Mm -hmm. um, and I see it, the, the use of it differently than most people. And so I'm really just looking forward to seeing where our conversation about it goes, because what, um, one of the things that I love, 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 love about human design. And I um, tell people in my life this all the time is that I'm a, I'm a writer. Like I've yes, been a writer my entire life. I've, um, I was about, to, I was saying in my head, when is she going to mention she's a writer? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a, yeah. So I'm a writer. And um, one of the things that I love about human design, and I'm also, um, I'm a mystic, like mm -hmm. I love exploring 
um, spirituality, religion, and magic and all of all of that sort of occult kind of stuff. And I love sort of synthesizing it all in my defined head and Ajna over here and really pulling out the golden threads. And one of the things that I learned about human design is that I can literally write about whatever I want because the human design, it literally just captures it all. There's nothing that I can't write about within the system. And I just love, love, love that. And apparently people love it too when I write about the system. So <laughs> yes, it's yours is the only newsletter that I I open every single one of them and mm. read every single one of them. And thank you. And I'm on a lot of as we all probably are right. on a lot of mailing lists and even people that I adore and I adore their work and or I adore them personally because I know them. And it's just as it I don't know. It just doesn't always happen that yours is the only newsletter. And you you send sometimes a couple of times a week, to, you know, yeah, a good three, a good pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, three, yeah. yeah. I open all of them. <laughs> Amazing. And um first of all, thank you for expressing that recognition. I appreciate it. Um And I'm really, I guess, honored to say that I hear that a lot. Yeah. And oh my God, am I going to cry? And like, it's not even five minutes in. Like, um, (laughs) is that that just means a lot to me because writing is my church. Yeah. And so to be able to do that and for people to connect with it the way that they do is just very meaningful to me. It's just like, it's being seen. Yeah. And so and it's meaningful to us. It's it is. So it's beautiful. It really is. And you are recognizing us and all of the, you know, everything that you're writing. And that that's why it is Mm -hmm. meaningful is the right word for it. That's why I open your newsletters. I mean, all of your emails uh, is because it's meaningful uh, every Mm -hmm. time. And I love that. So thank you for it. Yeah. And I love the five two. It is so mysterious and wonderful. I'm a five one, but I feel Mm -hmm. like I, so I have, um, you know, I, I empathize, we empathize with one another with that five energy, but I feel like the five two is, I'm just going to say it. It's a, it's a tough one. (laughs) It's a big one. (laughs) I have so much I could say about the, the five, the five, and then the five two. So five two is very rare profile. It's not the most rare, but it is very rare. Um, I guess just because of the way the geometry between the two sides, the chart work, but um, so the five, two is in what's called a double projection field. And, um, and then, and then you're a projector, which also, right. Yeah. So, so, (laughs) well, the projector and projection field, they, the, the energetics of those are different. Um, But I guess you've probably, if you've read a lot of my writing, you've probably seen me mention that like for me, the five, two was, that was the, so like when I learned about my chart, there wasn't a lot that was like revelatory, you know, like, Mm -hmm. because I have been, um, doing a lot of healing work for, for almost 20 years. Like I've, and I came into the system maybe like five or six years ago. And so I had already done a lot of work and I'm, I'm grateful to say that the healing work that I've done led me to a lot of things, my chart already, you know, like, so there wasn't, there wasn't anything that was like mind blowing, you know what I mean? 
100%. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. But the five, two completely the, the moment that I understood what it meant that I was in a double projection field. And I'm happy to explain that if you want me to, but the moment that I understood what that meant, I saw my entire life differently. Yeah. And it's been the most healing, um, the most healing part. And it's a, a constant like unlayering, unlayering, unwinding. And um, I'm actually brewing on a post right now. I don't make promises because of my, <laughs> that double projection field. I don't make promises about when shit's going to show up, but there yeah. will be a post eventually that I'm going to write about um, how to build your soapbox as a fifth line. Oh, and yeah, I want it. So good. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Um, for me, like the, the understanding of so much that I had taken on that was other people's expectations of me and other people's projections, other people's, um, ideas about me, other people's, yeah, just other people's perception and so much of what I have been told about who I was, it was like the moment I understood that projection field, it was like I could finally see myself. And one of the things, you know, different people talk about the different elements of design in different ways. And I don't remember where I saw this. It was like random scroll on Instagram kind of situation. But someone said, and I, I just, it really, really resonated with me. It said that the, 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 the work of the five, two is to um, identify their calling. Mm -hmm. And that really has been sort of like the, the, the dismantling of all of those projections that I had just accepted as who I was and really getting in tune with like, what am I, because, because, you know, and I use air quotes cause I, I could go on a super rant about this. Um, but like one of the things in traditional, I'll say it this way in traditional human design, it is said that the five, two will never be seen for who they really are. And when I first heard that it was kind of a relief, right? It was mm. like, Oh, and it was like, Oh, so I have to see myself. And what I've come to understand through my deconditioning process is that's not actually true. It's not actually true that I can't be seen for who I really Mm -hmm. am. Um, It's really a matter of exposure. I -hmm. think I'll say it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And my capacity, and as a fifth line, um, you're probably going to completely resonate with what I'm about to say, but this process of like, that discernment of what belongs to me and what belongs to you and what belongs to them. And the more I make that discernment and the more that I can hold that boundary within a relationship, I can be seen for who I actually am. Yeah. And I have to have really, really strong boundaries in order to do that. And it's worth it. Um, But yeah. And then you have the open emotional center, which all of the same stuff, boundaries, what's mine, you know. Yeah, codependency. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, 
yeah, human design, particularly the five, two has just been an incredible, it's just been incredible. Like, yeah, one of the words I was using with my coach last week was like remarkable. And that's the word that's coming up here. It's like, it's Mm -hmm. remarkable. It's a remarkable system. And it's remarkable in, because we all like carry these stories about who we are. And, you know, one of the things that I like to say about the lines the six lines is that they are, I love the lines. I love, I love the lines and the gates, but the lines, like they are the human story of how we deliver our gifts to the world compressed into these like six numbers. And we can look at the arc of that story and we can see the entire journey of, of what it means to show up in service to other people. Um, and even, even those personal destiny profiles are, we're all in service to other people. It's just a matter of the way we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But um, there's something really, really magical about understanding the six lines and the journey of those six lines and understanding our place. And I think that it can help so much with, um, like I've, I find the gates and the lines to be very, very practical in how we're showing up. And once we can really get a clear sort of picture of what that, all that stuff means, what all those numbers and charts and and colors and lot, you know, like what it all means is that we start to like unwinding all of those pieces that were sort of given to us as identity Mm -hmm. and unwinding what it means to, to just show up as ourselves and to, you know, the way I think about, I I think I probably just went on a super tangent, um, but that happens. So um, I think that it has so much to show us about who we believe ourselves to be. And also if we want to go far out there for a minute, it's like it, it also like what I'm experiencing in my process is there's also this point where you start to transcend the system. You start to Mm -hmm. um, see your, like you start to, you start to see your divinity. You start to see that, that you are everything. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's beautiful. Peeling back those who you're told that you are and peeling all that back and starting to um, experiment. Mm -hmm. And as you experiment and sort of sink into it, um, it's it's so interesting to me when I am having a conversation with someone who bridges my Ajna to throat, Mm -hmm. because I start using words that I don't normally use. And it's like, what am I even saying? Like, <laughs> it's so interesting to me. Oh, and I, d- I do that, right? My 11. Yeah, yeah you have 11. Face. I have 56. That's interesting. So explaining to everyone, our charts line up so that one of her hanging gates, one of my hanging gates come together. And then that's, that's actually, that's filling a split for you, right? It bridges my yeah. small split. Your small mm-hmm. split. Yeah. Yeah. So I Which have a small split. That sounds yeah. sexy, but I'll just, we'll keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I yeah. couldn't leave it there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I love that. Like the way you just lightened it all up. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of, kind of got lost in the laughter there, but like, um, <laughs> yeah, the bridging of the, the split, which has a real kind of, it has like a real strong psychological effect, right? When you have a split that's 100%. kind of, yeah. Yeah. The way I think about it is that, well, I think about everything this way. So it's, it's not unique that I think about relationships in the human design chart this way, but like everything is our mirror. And mm-hmm. so when you and I are together and we actually, we have a couple of channels that we make together mm-hmm. because we each have the opposing side, but basically like when you're in the aura of someone else, any of the places where it connects and in, um, in genetic matrix, it's called an electromagnetic channel. So like you yeah. and I were electromagnetic in the 1156. Mm-hmm. And so what happens when I'm with you is that I can find inside myself, my 11. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can find inside yourself, your 56. Mm-hmm. And there's a, you know, of course there's relational dynamics that, that come into play because of course we're not always going to see it that way. Right. We're not always going to see that you're being a mirror and I'm being a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even mean just in the human design sense, because in human design sense, we are both mirrors in our yeah. own way. Um, and it's really magical what happens when we connect and find, because that's, um, so when I said the thing about the transcending the system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is there's a lot, what I've noticed in the human design community is there's a lot of like attachment for lack of a better word. There's a lot of attachment to, I have this and I have this and I'm defined here and I'm defined there. Yeah. And what I've noticed in my own experience is that the more we do the work, the more we connect with people who have really strong bridges for us, have really strong connections, is our perspective of ourselves starts to change in a way that's really different than, because one of the things that I've noticed is like, particularly where I'll be curious um, if you have this experience as a reflector because your aura is so different, but we have this tendency to um, like those places. So like for me, I have that 62 it's hanging, it's in my incarnation cross. And so like the 17, it's like, Oh, it's like, I'm not enough in that way. And like with the 11, I'm not enough in that way. And we're not conscious of these things. Right. And what it's always seeking the 11 is always seeking. It's exactly like polarity. Uh Yeah. And so we're, we're always sort of looking for those opposites. And I think that's for a spiritual reason. That's for, Mm -hmm. that's for that transcendent quality. That's for the knowing. Um, It's because we are one, you know, right. We are the one thing. Yeah. And so I think human design is beautiful for that because it gives us the opportunity because it's very, it's very practical, which is a fifth line. I love, but it's very practical, but then it's also, it can be quite transcendent as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. What speaking of what you said, do I have that experience of that? You know, like with the, I only have hanging gates. So I right. That's why I was hanging. really curious. <laughs> yeah. I have, um, well, I, before we st- this morning before we got to this um, recording, I was talking with my friend who's a splenic projector as well. We were talking about splits and 
talking about uh, a relationship of mine where I completed the split for that person and what that indicated and all that. And, uh, and I still, I was telling my friend, I don't, I don't yet relate to splits period because I don't have, I mean, I am, well, first of all, you'll right. appreciate this. I said, I am, I, I am the taint. I just, <laughs> I'm right. a split. <laughs> I right. live in the split. You are the split. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I was saying that I, but I do relate to it in the sense of hanging gates and gates being connected because the way I said it to her again as a joke was, I mean, obviously that's what I'm doing. I'm going and plugging into people and saying, am I a person now? You know, mm. <laughs> and I, but I did have this moment, this, you know, while, commu- while contemplating and communing where um, my guides kind of just told me, gave me that picture of the plugging into one another with the hanging gates and, and everything and, and be, and seeing one another through those filters, like, uh, like while we're reflecting to one another, but I am seeing you through the filter of completing my hanging 11 gate mm. in a sense. Right. And when they kind of showed it, I mean, it's pretty simple actually, but for me and my energy at that time, I had a moment of depression. Like that means that no one ever sees me. And they're like, oh, you also don't see anyone else because you're also plugging in and seeing through your filters. And then if it's if that's what we're doing, then it also all goes away because it's just how we are. Right. So, you know, the all and nothing, the weird paradox that yeah. when you keep seeking, that's where you're going to wind up. And then I yeah. say, as, as you, uh, the closer you get to paradox, the closer you are to God, whatever that is. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And we will be right back. Hi, friend. It's Trisha Carr with an invitation for you. If you are ready to accelerate your ascension and connect to the swift flow of your life mission, Mind Body Ascension Acceleration Coaching. All of my clinical training, my experience from teaching and providing countless sessions and classes, one-on-one, group coaching, healing, reading, teaching, channeling, as well as my calibration as a human design reflector, I'm offering all of this to you to step up your entire life, to accelerate your ascension walk. If you've had a single session with me, if you've had coaching, or if you've experienced transformation from any of my offerings, my classes, podcasts, videos, well, this is an accelerated and exponentially charged. This is what my soul has prepared for an eternity and up to now. And if you hear this call, then this is also co-created with your soul. Your life is meant to be joy first and a service as a close and integrated second. This coaching is especially tuned for high achievers who want to accelerate their progress on their life mission and create mind-body well-being and higher attunement. Submit to work with me in this powerful container, this premium coaching. If you feel the call, you can do it. I guide. You take action. I hold the resonant projection field, channel your steps, and you take action. The first action step is to fill out an application, the link to which you will find in the description. Be prepared, be ready to upgrade your mind-body ascension and your connection and flow with your spiritual mission. And now back to the show. It's that's something that I... Um... I don't know if passion is the right, I don't know if passion is the right word, but that's something that I am, the word that's coming is devoted to. 
mm-hmm. is the idea of contrast. Mm-hmm. And we live in a culture that sort of pursues sameness, pursues mm-hmm. homogeny. Right. Pursues like nothing changing, pers- like, and all through the lens of like pursuing happiness. And <clears throat> what I find the most satisfying is actually the contrast, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, that's to me, the contrast, like I think about art. Yeah. Like if there's no contrast in the art. There's even, no art. Yeah. It's a canvas. <laughs> like, I'm, cause I'm even thinking about like, um, so I'm not into modern art, but right now, like, you know, I do notice what people are doing and there's a lot of like monochromatic like stuff happening. Right. Yeah. And even like, I'm thinking about, I don't know what they're made of, maybe like plaster or something, but like, it's some kind of like something that can be shaped when it's wet. Mm -hmm. And like the artist will like sort of draw inside the plaster or whatever that medium is. And it's all white, but then when it's dry and then it's hanging on the wall, even though it's all white, like you can still see the shadow because of the way the light is hitting it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I say all the time is like, like it's, it's supposed to be this way Mm -hmm. because it is. Yeah. Right. Like look around. (laughs) Is there any evidence that it's supposed to be all monochrome, all the same? No, it's, it's duality. Like we're, we're in an incarnation of duality where, and so that's where that paradox is, is when we're sort of in the midst of a paradox is we're on two sides of a polarity and we're able to see both sides. That's what paradox is. Mm-hmm. And it, so, and that is when you know yourself as God is when you are embodied yeah. in that. This channeled class I did called Archangels and Universal Laws, and I channeled from Archangel Michael about the law of one and and what it came down to. He he, they were talking about paradox, and I remembered just well, <laughs> what I'll just share a little bit about the story. the The imagery that I got about um, essentially creation was at first it was the God frequency, whatever you want to imagine that is. I'm just going to use the word God, but it's definitely not, you know, the Bible God or any masculine energy. Yeah. I say that thing that some call God. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Or prime creator sometimes I use, but that feels a little lofty, whatever, whatever I'm in the mood for. Yeah. But anyway, that, that, that single energy seeking to experience, you could say itself or just experience, you know, period, because there's no experience before there's, when there's just one. And then it was like, looking in the mirror and the copy that was in the mirror, they, you know, they were identical, yet they were two. And then as the experiment continued, and this was before I was initiated in human design, but they were using the word experiment. It's interesting that the reflection or the creation chose to look away from the mirror for a moment and then come back. And there was a lot of, there was so much exhilaration just by looking away and then bringing that back to the experience and both expanded as it came back to one another. And then then the 
reflection, the creation turned away and turned its back and started looking out. And, and you know, this started basically its creation process as the small creator and bringing it back and looking in the mirror. So, you know, Michael said, so look in the mirror more, look at yourself as God more and came down to that paradox and also said the way that you can feel any kind of truth, I guess, is even better than the word satisfaction, is to just hold the paradox. We have a problem. We have a disease of thinking we can resolve the paradox and we can make it not a paradox, like being somewhere else, like destination addiction when here is the only place that there is, but here compo is comprised of our imaginal future and our illusory past. It's a part of it, even though it's not the most real, real. So just holding it, just being in the presence of it and allowing it standing outside of it in a sense. And then you look at like atoms with electron, proton, and a neutron. Mm -hmm. You know, that's those that's the building blocks of creation. Now I went on a tangent. <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is um I don't know if you're are you familiar with the music of Trevor Hall? I am. It's so weird. And he came up yesterday. I mean I don't listen to him a lot. It's he, he you know what I mean? Like the field of synchrony just keeps bringing him to me. So yeah. Yeah. So his music saved my life. That's another mm. story. Um, and I've, I had a spiritual awakening at one of his concerts. Anyway, his music is extremely meaningful to me, but he has a song, um, called bowl of light. Mm. And the, 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 the lyrics go, we forget and remember, and we forget again. Yeah. And I often share that line and I tag on like, and our job isn't to stop forgetting, it's to keep remembering. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you're talking about, is that we have to keep remembering to look in the mirror. And that mm -hmm. when I think about healing, when I teach people like, what is healing? What does it mean to heal? Particularly when we're thinking about emotional and spiritual wounds, spiritual wounds being my fascination, is that like healing is like when you're brushing your teeth and the tooth the little toothpaste starts to speckle up the mirror, mm -hmm. right? And what starts to happen is that like the view, what you're seeing is becoming distorted, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so if you go two days, you know, three days, four days, right? And depending on how long you go before cleaning the mirror, right? The mirror becomes really, really like, you can't even really see yourself anymore. Yeah. Right. And what healing is, is, People probably think I'm about to say it's cleaning the mirror, but actually it's not. It's the awareness that the mirror is dirty. It's the, it's the awareness that you're not seeing yourself clearly. And the, the cleaning of the mirror is the intention. I'm going to see myself clearly. I'm going to look in the mirror. I'm going to see myself as yeah. the divine. And it's that choice. It's that, that, um, that's what healing is, is seeing ourselves clearly in the mirror. And that's when we see ourselves as divine, that is healing. That's yeah. And that's whole. I mean, the word healing yeah, means completely. to be whole. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yes. And the and in oh, so in that same channeling, Michael said, um, humans say that God is love, but in fact, you are love. You are God's capacity to love. You are mm. literally love. And as you look, I guess as we look in the mirror, we're like, God is love. <laughs> but it's like, no, that's that's you. Have you read the book, God, A Human History? 
no, that sounds lovely. Yeah, <laughs> I like the I title. Like that. Um, I can't remember the author's name. I read it many, many, many years ago, but that's the, the premise of the book is that we create that it's said that um, we are created in God's image, but actually yeah. we've created God in our image. We've 100%. projected so much onto that thing that some call God. And for me, that the, the healing is unwinding. It's unwinding those definitions of God. It's it's unwinding those de- definitions of who we are in relationship to God. Well, I find it fascinating, you know, in the Old Testament, the Torah, when when Moses asked God what its name was, and it said, I am. Mm-hmm. It said, I am that I am. But mm-hmm. essentially, every time we say, I am, we're invoking the name of God. Yeah. And I actually have um, in the deconditioning toolbox, which is um, it, it's it's a part of the human design map, which is the thing that I sell yes. inside the. We need to talk about that. <laughs> um, in the deconditioning toolbox, I have a practice called "I Am That I Am," and it's a it's a way of shadow integration. It's a tool for shadow integration. So if we go back to the conversation we were having a couple minutes ago about how culturally we're pursuing this sort of like happy, monochrome, everything the same. Um, and so, of course, we we project that onto God, onto that thing that some call God. And, but, but God is both, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we're doing shadow integration work, that's what we're doing is we're reclaiming those parts of ourselves that we have rejected in the misguided attempt at belonging mm-hmm. um, and reclaiming reclaiming those parts and actually doing it through claiming. So a really, really, really common one that I work with a lot, it comes up a lot, is like particularly um, with women it's like they don't want to they don't want to be a bitch, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like no, like you got to own it. You have to take that back. Like bitch is part of God too, right? Mm. God is everything. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that God is not. And so um so yeah, so the practice would be I'm a bitch. I am. And just mm-hmm. like repeating it and repeating it and repeating it and I don't know like um <clears throat> I've had this a sort of ability my whole life is like, so I don't, I don't know if you know, but I used to work with people privately and I worked with people like I was a coach and an energy healer. And literally I would just like, I just get these downloads of shadow integration tools. Like, and I don't like, I don't know where they come from. And like, I'm just like, Hey, go do this thing. And then people come back and they're just like, you know, sobbing, like massive. And I'm like, Whoa. And this, that actually was one of the practices was I am that I am and and putting that shadow word in the middle instead of that. It's Mm -hmm. crazy transformative. What can happen when we just sit with it and be with Mm -hmm. it and be with the, the contrast of the thing that we think we're not supposed to be. It's really beautiful. I'm imagining like manifesting generators. I am too much. Mm-hmm. Right, things like that. I get told exactly. I'm too, I've, been, I've had that as well. 
probably because of the five, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've a lot of, a lot of, a lot of too muchness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I wrote a blog post probably about 10 years ago called the dichotomy of too much and not enough mm-hmm. because we all experience again, it's the paradox, yeah. right? And when you can sit with like, this is one of the things I love about human design and I wish was talked about more in human design is that like everything in the chart is on this spectrum, this paradox, yeah. this contrast that we're talking about. It's in literally every single part of the human design chart. There's no part of the chart that doesn't exist on a spectrum. Right. And it's that capacity to be on both ends. What is that? There's like a quote that something like the definition of sanity is being able to hold two opposing truths without losing your mind or something Ooh. like that. Yeah. But like, that- Yeah. That's like the definition of being, yeah, of being God or yeah. being God in me. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I think it's um, it's really beautiful to watch. Yeah. Like, and I, that's probably my little projector eyes talking, but like, it's really beautiful to, to watch. Of course, it's beautiful to experience, but it's really beautiful to watch someone standing on both sides and holding it without losing their mind. Yeah. Like that's the work is the not losing your mind part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being able to, being able to hold both. And the trick, and again, there's another paradox there is the trick to not losing your mind is to use your mind to affirm that you don't have to lose it, that you can't, that you are in charge of not losing it. It's for sure wild. Yeah, for sure. Like that's one of the things that, so within the human design system, I, I think that there are um, some issues with traditional human design and the way human design is traditionally taught. But one of the, um, I remember I wrote a very long blog post called 10 Essential Skills for Deconditioning. Mm -hmm. You know, it got shared somewhere. And the first point in the blog post is to set an intention. Mm -hmm. And so like I give an example of like, so if you're a generator, which we know most of the population is. So if you're a generator, you might set an intention of, I listen to my sacral, you know, or something like that. And someone said to me, you lost me at deconditioning being, um, setting an intention, having anything to do with deconditioning. That is of the mind. Oh, well. And I was like, so where do you think your judgment of me came from? Right. I know. It's almost like it's a logical fallacy. When what? I, I, there, so I'm not going to identify who this person is, but in the little, the reflector groups that I'm in on mm. Facebook, there is one particular person who I really, like I told my friend, I, I want to block this person because I just don't even want to see anything that this person writes because mm. no anything that anyone shares, all this person does is say, you're operating from the mind and, and in a shame, shaming way. And the fact of the matter is, yeah, 
that's probably why I'm posting because I'm feeling tortured by my mind right now. So that like, you're not you're just shutting me down, you know, and it, he uses just circular logic and just all kinds of logical fallacy to come back to invalidate and negate everything that the person is saying by saying you're operating from the mind. This person said to someone who was talking about their, he's a reflector with, I don't know, a partner put up both their charts and all that kind of stuff. And this person said, well, you're clearly not even um, operating as a reflector and have no intention to because you have a relationship. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what are, you, what are we even talking about now? <laughs> what? It's, it's so like, but this idea of, right, exactly. There's such a harsh judgment and they use just like every other religion and dogma. Fundamentalist. Fundamentalism, exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So this is something I wanted to talk to you about was, so you've been initiated into human design, you said five or six years, which is relatively short in so far as a discipline, but it's actually long for human design for some reason. Everyone, it's like, it seems like you're two years into it, then you're like, you are an expert in a lot of degrees. It's weird. And I was, um, I just got initiated into it in 2019, early 2019. And at that time, that wasn't that long ago. It was so hard to find any content on it. It was I was on Jovian Archive. That was it, and you had to buy something for two hundred dollars, and that was raw rambling. Quite frankly, <laughs> he's the most rambliest rambler. Oh my he's God. Not, not a good teacher. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. I know, right? And it actually annoys me a little bit because I know he knows a lot because he's got that one line. And so my one line is like judging his one line for not like being more articulate or planning or something or being practical with his five. Okay, so there's my rant, my raw rant. Grateful to him. But you know what else? He also was clear, as I understand, that we're meant to elaborate upon it, to build upon it, that it's, you know, his intention wasn't that he was the end all be all of it. But anyway, just in 2019, back to my point, um, there wasn't a lot of content on it. And now on Instagram, you can't swing a dead cat without 16 experts. The just in the short amount of time that I've been initiated and in my experiment, it's exploded. So, and I've talked to some, a couple of old schoolers, been working in it since 1990, whatever. And, and I'm like, how has this been for you? And they're like, yeah, it's really amazing. And it's exciting because they've been, you know, since the dark ages and no one knew what the hell they were talking about. Anyway, I wanted to, and of course we're approaching the 2027 and that's weirdly probably a big part of it is the energy is culminating, you know, the neutrino field is stimulating it in us. And I do, I am certain, unfortunately, that there's, it's going to, there are going to be pockets of more dogma and misunderstanding and misuse because that's just who we are. That's just a big part of us. So where do you see it going? <laughs> in 2027? Yeah, I want to talk about 2027, but I just mean like the immediate development of it in our zeitgeist, because I feel like it's going to be trickling into even more mainstream, just like, you know, let's say the way Myers-Briggs did and, you know, these different systems that do find themselves in, even in parts of community where people really aren't doing spiritual exploration, you know? Right, 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 right. That's yeah, where- like in business, like- Absolutely. starting to be introduced mm -hmm. into worlds that- 
and yeah, and I'm a little, it's interesting because with business, my husband and I were talking about that. He's like, people, it would be really smart for businesses to take a, a look at that and to be able to assemble teams and stuff. I'm like, oh, but immediately I can see people not getting hired because they're a projector and they don't work hard because it will immediately be misunderstood and misused. It won't be true experts being mm. consulted, true, not just experts, but intuitive people, loving and benevolent and caring people who are being creative. It's not just because this label and this label go together or not. Yeah. Like one of the, the, the things that, um, I don't know if you know, um, Rubina, the creator, she's a splenic manifester. She's the creator of the aura market. Ooh, cool. No, um, which is more of her niche brand. She also has a brand called the gray muse. Um, so if you've seen any body graphs that are customized, those are probably from Rubina. She, she creates all sorts of cool human design stuff. And, um, oh God, I completely just lost my train of thought. We were talking about- How um, it's probably possibly going to get more dogmatic and misused if it, the more mainstream that it becomes, although it also, it, I think it needs to be. I think it completely needs to be. Mm -hmm. So I guess I just plugged Rubina's business because I have no idea why I brought okay. her up. Amazing. Um, but what were we she's, she's a manifester and there was something, oh my God, that's going to drive me crazy. It's going to wake me up at two o'clock in the morning. You can um, call me. I'll give you my yeah. number. You can just call me. <laughs> um, so, so if we come back to um, the question of like, so I – as it relates to like 2027, mm -hmm. I, um, it's so interesting to me. I get asked about 2027 a lot and I actually, I feel like I, I have a lot to say and then I don't have a lot to say at the mm -hmm. same time because I, it's probably my defined head and Ajna. I, I value my thinking space. I really am very conscious about what I think about. Um, yeah. that, I'm not, I'm not, it's just all floating around in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm very like, <laughs> I love, um, being with my thoughts and thinking mm -hmm. about things and really thinking deeply about things. But, and this is an area where like, it's like, I haven't wanted to open up the rabbit hole. Oh, now I remember why I brought up Rubina because you were talking about in the workplace. Yeah. And one of the things that she and I talk about all the time is like, so my assistant, like, is a manifester. Mm -hmm. And, like, everyone in the world would say that's, like, that's wrong that she's not working for herself and that yeah. she's taking direction from a, you know, like, mm -hmm. what's interesting to me is that, like, so my assistant's name is Emily. And if you ever contact me through any of the public channels, that's who you're going to get. Is that, like... It's such a, um, I call her my bouncer. Like it's such a beautiful dynamic and it works really, really, really well. And what Rubina and I talk about is like, cause there was this trend um, and I don't really follow, like, I don't really follow human design people. The mm -hmm. people that I follow, I actually know them. Right. Um, like have probably even hugged them, you mm -hmm. know, like know them. And um, is there was this trend of like posting that you were hiring and saying that the person had to be this type or that type or this profile or that profile or this 
defined center and not, and it's like, yeah, no, no. The thing that's, that's so boneheaded about that (laughs) is that we're giving too much value or credence to the positions that we've created or the labels that we've created. We're giving them, we're equating the, the, the vast universe unto itself we're equating that created illusion to a human being. Mm-hmm. Human mm-hmm. being is mm-hmm. not subject to their job as mm-hmm. your assistant. Mm-hmm. Emily is being everything that she is, and there happens to be a job that she's that we've created that she's doing, but she's being a manifester in that position. You know what I mean? It's as if Yeah, like I totally see her manifesterness literally all yeah. the time. Like <laughs> Well, we're trying to control the magic and manufacture right. the magic. Yeah. This would be like saying, well, I mean, obviously, you know, someone as brilliant as Nikola Tesla would never work in a gas station. Why not? Hmm. Who knows? Why not? That's We all created that role. You know, we're, we're giving too much we're giving too much value and credence to the illusion or to these shadows you know, that we've created. That's not what it's about. And and also yeah. we're not letting the mystery unfold. Yeah. Totally. I'm glad I didn't know. I mean, I guess that you could go either way. There's no way you can control the mystery unfolding. There's no way you can control the magic happening. Like I do see in sometimes my groups and someone's like putting up their chart and they're like, tell me exactly what type I need to be trying to date. And it's like, well, mm. no, that's, <laughs> that's not how it works. Well, we have a lot more coming your way, so stay tuned for part two with Christy Inge. And in the meantime, do check the show notes. You can start investigating some of your gates and some of your nuances. Sign up for her newsletter and get that human design map. Oh my gosh, what an invaluable tool that you can continually go back to. And she is such, as I said (laughs) probably a few times, a great writer and really empowering in how she teaches through her writing. So thank you so much for checking out this episode, and I hope you're excited for part two coming your way very soon. Be sure to check the show notes for other ways that you and I can connect. Sign up for my newsletter. That's the best way for us to stay in touch in addition to the podcast. I have many exciting programs coming up, and so thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.